Support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from our friends at Bold Apps. So if you've ever used the Starbucks app, you know how addicting their loyalty program could be. I gotta get those stars. And what if you could bring that same gamification to your own store? With Bold Apps loyalty points, you can. It's the first true loyalty points app for Shopify, where customers can earn points when they shop and redeem them when they buy. It even lets you create loyalty member tiers that earn or redeem points at different rates, just like Starbucks. So if you want to try loyalty points out for free for two months, just go to ecommerce-bootcamp.com bold to get started today. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines, and it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability, and it's no wonder. SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. Recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago, this is the unofficial Shopify podcast, and I'm your host, Kurt Elster. And in doing over 100 episodes of the show, I've noticed there are some definite patterns that appear in successful stores. And a common one, one of my favorites, is when you sell a product that solves a pain or problem for people. And today we're going to be talking to someone whose product sells a literal pain and has been tremendously successful in doing so. So if you've ever worn high heels, and I can't say that I have... But I can make an educated guess here. You know they're designed for style over comfort. And that's where today's store comes in, Vivian Liu, vivianlu.com. And joining me today is, is Vivian Liu's president, Abby Walker. Let's see, and I had my notes. So her product, her company, has one goal, to help women look and feel better in high heels. So her journey started three years ago when she picked up the phone and asked one simple question. We'll find out what that is. And then she launched her company as a hobby business, a side hustle, while being a full-time working mom of two kids. And since then, her flagship product, an insole for high heels, has been featured in, get this, O Magazine, Real Simple, and USA Today. So we'll find out how that happened. And it's also been featured on The View and sold on the Home Shopping Network. May 2016, she quit her full-time job to pursue her dream and has covered her lost corporate salary and then some since November 2016. So uh, this is like, this, she's living the dream. Abby Walker, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Wonderful. And you're not far, you're in Wisconsin, right? You're not far from Yeah, me. we're just north of Milwaukee. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm in yeah. very northern, we've had this discussion, but in very northern Illinois. Um, so let's see. Okay, what, what is Vivian Liu? What does it sell? 
So Vivian Liu, um, we offer our flagship product is an insole for high heels. And in essence, it redistributes the weight between the ball of the foot and the heel for an equal distribution of weight. Um, and uh, it, it stops, or I guess it should say it empowers women to wear high heels four times longer without pain. Does it work? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, this product now, it's funny because um, right now I think we have over a thousand uh, reviews, Yapo reviews on our store. Um, and we have a four and a half star rating, which is phenomenal. But women either hate or love this product. Like there's no in between like, oh, yeah, it kind of worked for me. Women either like, oh, my God, you saved my feet or no, I don't feel like, what are you talking about? This is the biggest, <laughs> you know, waste for me, um, which is why we offer our 100% uh, money back guarantee. So I believe so much in this product that I just want every woman who wears high heels to give it a try. And if it doesn't work, we will happily refund their purchase. And how, uh, speaking of, of these, these total, like these risk reversal guarantees, which I love, how long does it last? How long do they so, have? So, yes. Yeah, so, um, it's a forever forever lifetime guarantee. So if they purchase it today and six years from now say, eh, I don't really like this insole, we will happily refund their their purchase. The one thing that's different about it, well, there's several things that are different about insoles, but um, one of the main things is it's a, it's a permanent placement insole. So you place it in one pair of shoes and it does not wear down. So unlike a Dr. Scholl's or a foot pedals or another foam or gel product, um, our insole actually lasts the lifetime of a shoe. I love the idea of a lifetime guarantee. Our last, the last guest actually, he said the same thing. He, I said, he said, oh, we pivoted our business. I said, how did you do that? He goes, well, we said we're going to offer a lifetime guarantee. So then the product had to live up to the lifetime guarantee, and it reverses risk. I said, does it scare you? I said, no. Does having a lifetime guarantee scare you? Me? Yeah. Absolutely not. Like I, no, because I, if, if a woman loves the product, she loves the product. And if she decides, I, honestly, my in, intention is for every woman um, to try this product. And in order to do that, I have to offer a lifetime guarantee. I, I, I love it. Like I'm so proud of it and I stand behind it wholeheartedly. So no, it does not scare me at all. That's what I want to hear. I want people to to be so confident in their product that it becomes, they feel like it is their duty to offer the product, stand behind it, and to go on a mission to get everybody to try it. Like if Absolutely. you're not, almost, so, I feel like if you, if you aren't confident to, and obviously there are exceptions to this, of course, but if you're not confident to offer an extraordinary risk reversal guarantee, like a lifetime, lifetime guarantee, then maybe you're doing something wrong. That's hilarious. Maybe just very maybe, but it was. It, but it was funny when you just mentioned that. Um, you know that you want more product owners to really stand behind it, and and it's their duty to kind of get it in front of people. It, so when I first launched my store, I had such resist. This is so silly. I had such resistance to selling. Like, why go into business if you don't want to sell your product? But one of the things that really flipped the switch for me was, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Marie Forleo, yeah. but um, yeah, so she runs the program B-School. But in some of her promotional materials, she always says, um, if you have a product or service that you believe in or stand behind 100%, it's your 
duty to get it in front of people. And if you don't market it and sell it in an effective way, you are stealing from the people who need you most. And I was like, what a brilliant way to frame, <laughs> you know, selling for someone who had resistance to selling. So, no, I love that idea. Yeah, no, that's a tremendous mindset shift there. Yes. Um, so, how did I, I love the idea. How did you get started? How did this happen? Sure. So, um, I, for like two decades, was working in uh, corporate America. And so I was in corporate communications, corporate marketing. And to be quite honest, I was slowly dying. Like corporate America was, <laughs> was taking like chipping away at my soul piece by piece. And I craved something different. I craved some like a creative outlet. So I started a shoe blog called Mama's Shoes um, in 2012. And um, I just posted about wearing high heels, shoes I loved, products designed for women. And um, through some market research for the, um, the blog, I stumbled across a forum where two women were swearing by this product called Insolia Insoles. And I was like, why have I never heard of this? If these women, like, if, if these, if the insole does what these women claim it can do, like, this is a lifesaver. So for so many women. So I did, I Googled Insolia Insoles. I found out who their chairman was, and I literally picked up the phone and called him and said, "Why have I not heard of your product?" Um, and then, long story short, about you know a month and a half later, we ended up talking, and and he's like, "Look, we're a bunch of MIT engineers." Um, trying to market this product to women and we're not doing a very good job. We're looking at exiting the direct to consumer market. And I was like, hmm. don't do it. Don't do it. Like there's, there is something here. And, you know, I was such, he had sent me samples and I was such a believer in this product that I was like, look, I'll help you market this product. I'll just take a cut of incremental sales. And he's like, well, let me get back to you. I have to talk to, you know, the rest of the folks in the business. And he came back and said, well, do you want to become our exclusive distributor in the United States and Canada? So literally this opportunity fell into my lap. Well, you um, say, you know, you say that and a lot of people say that, but you took the initiative to say, yes. wait, I got to reach out to this guy and figure out what's going on here and then offer to take on all of the risk of uh, marketing it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm just, I, honestly, I feel so incredibly lucky to have, you know, stumbled across that forum where these women were talking about this insult. But um, yeah, it's just been a crazy ride. So I launched the company at the end of 2014, just as a, a quote unquote hobby company. And so I worked on it, you know, at nights and on the weekend. And, um, you know, I, I stayed awake far too many nights dreaming of how to make this my full time <laughs> gig. Um, and it happened. It happened. Uh, you know, uh, less than two years after I launched it. But really what, what flipped the script for me again was I stopped calling it a hobby business and hmm. then it became legit for me. So how did Which, you, did you do that before you, you quit your job and pursued this full time? Yes. Yes. So I, I, um, you know, I didn't even put, it's so funny. So, um, you know, I'm just looking back at, at a variety of things and, you know, I didn't have it on my Facebook account. I didn't have it on my LinkedIn account. Like I was so kind of shy and embarrassed cause I really had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> but I was still extremely proud of this product that I didn't, that I was, it was hard for me to put my name behind the company. Um, and I think as soon as I started associating with the company, it started to become less of a quote-unquote hobby and more of a legitimate e-commerce business. 
another that's a another one of the like the common patterns for success in these stores we see is getting out in front of it being you know representing it being proud to represent it and be is it be your own spokesperson exactly exactly and my hand was kind of forced to do that um given that i uh had the extreme privilege of meeting mindy grossman who at the time was the ceo of hsn um and on a whim um i had found out that there is this tremendous store in new york city that often hosts these pitch nights um and so in September of 2015, I was selected of one of 34 entrepreneurs to go to New York City and pitch my product to Rachel Sheckman, who owns this store story, Tori um, Johnson from Good Morning America, and Mindy Grossman from HSN. And Mindy happened to fall in love with the product. And so in January of 2016, um, that was the first time I went on <laughs> HSN to present these insoles. So when you're on live national television, you don't really have a choice. You are you are going to be the face of of your product and of your store. What is it, tell me about what that experience was like. It, well, number one, was it nerve wracking or scary? Are you kidding me? It was terrifying. So I mean, I am this shy uh, person. Like before that, I had such a hard time even giving a presentation in front of three people. Like for so for me to go on national television, it literally was an out of body experience. I I don't know how I got through it. To be quite honest, <laughs> probably yeah, probably adrenaline. I think that like, yes, I think yes. that's we you yeah. get comfortable with stuff over time. Like initially. Just doing being a guest on a podcast scared me. Then being a podcast host scared me. And then you get over it. And then public right. speaking scared me. I got over it. I still haven't done live television. That would again probably send me to like ten of a ten, 10 of ten. <laughs> there's not enough Xanax in the world for this. <laughs> well, I mean it. It and and part of it is like that day. I'm like, you signed up for this, Abby. You got to follow through. You know, like you're the one who who put this out there, and now you got it. You gotta you you have to follow through and. Um, I'll tell you the host who hosted that, that segment of the show was just absolutely phenomenal, Adam Freeman. So, I mean, I owe a lot of it to him, but, um, yeah, we ended up selling out our first time on air, which is <laughs> phenomenal. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So you, you, man, you, you managed to get your way onto HSN breakthrough. <laughs> they clearly have at this point have busted through any imposter syndrome. Once you have the total validation of selling out all of the inventory, which is phenomenal. Did, what happened that, what do you do then? Where do you go from there? So, um, as with any wholesale account, and that's what I would consider HSN. So they place POs for a certain amount of product, and then they sell out of their inventory stock. Um, they also have drop sh- shipping uh, arrangements, but the way I work with them is they order, they place POs, and then I send them product. So, um, you know, it's selling out on HSN is absolutely phenomenal. But I still had, I mean, my my focus and my bread and butter was still my e-commerce store. And so I needed to really focus in on how to drive traffic and make sales on my store. And to be quite honest, I wasn't making, I, I was averaging maybe $2,000 a month on my store. I mean, it was not enough to quit my full-time job. But when I sold out on HSN for, on, for the third time in April of 2016, um, I convinced my husband to let me quit my corporate job the following month. So I'm like, there is a total market in HSN's like world. There has to be a market in the greater United States and Canada. Like, I have to figure out how to make this work. And so I really, um, 
I was extremely grateful because I had that story to go and tell my husband to convince him to let me quit my my full time job to let me focus on on building the business because there there was a market. I just needed to figure out how to get it, get to it. So, at what point did you start the online store? Um, well, I started the online store in October of two thousand fourteen. And was it always on Shopify? It was always on Shopify. Okay. Always. Mm-hmm. And then, all right, so then, so you had it up, it was running, it's getting a few sales, $2,000 a month, which is validation, but you're right, no one's one's quitting their job over that. You get this HSN experience, you fight for it, get on it, it works out tremendously well, gives you huge validation, and then now you're back to, you've quit your job, and you go, all right, I got to get this e-commerce store working consistently month to month, how'd you do it? So I, um, not going to lie, was in debt a lot because I had to purchase inventory and whatnot, but I took a chance on, everyone kept saying, Google AdWords, Google AdWords, Google AdWords. So I hired a firm out of New York City to help me with my Google AdWords. We couldn't convert and I was so kind of disheartened and and really frustrated. And one day I was like, you know what? I have tried Facebook ads once. I'm going to give Facebook ads a go again. And literally I, I, to be quite honest, still don't know what I'm doing when it comes to Facebook ads. But, um, you know, I just test constantly. I fail constantly and I'm okay with that because I'm like, oh, that one didn't work. Let's move on to the next one. And um, I, Facebook ads has changed my life tremendously. So it, it, it's it's been Facebook that has really spurred the, um, the, the sales on my website for sure. For so sure. And on your your website itself is very different than most. You know, typically we see like e-commerce stores, they're very, uh, they try to be very slick. There's very little text. And I don't, I don't particularly like those stores. Yours takes an entirely different approach. It's a long form sales page. It's written like a sales letter. It's got video. It's got some nice illustrations in there. Uh, It's well designed, drives through like pains um, and problems. There's some social proof in here. There's the risk reversal. I mean, all kinds of good stuff, and we'll include it in the show notes. It's VivianLu.com. Um, does does some very clever things. Uh, how did you How did you decide to do do this style of website? So, um, when I first launched my website, it was a slick one. You know, it was images and shoes and all of that kind of stuff. But this insole is so different from anything else on the market that it needed to be. There needed to be text and education around why it was different and why women should invest in this insole versus another type of insole. So um, really the product drove how the site was designed because there was so much information that needed to be shared about, again, why it was different, how it would um, change their life when it came to wearing high heels. Um, And again, social proof. I mean, um, we had some quotes on there, but when we put on that Yapo um, feeder for live reviews, I mean, it just, it, again, it changed the game. I think people seeing live reviews and how really women um, have benefited from this product, I think has, has spurred sales as well. So, And how did you come up with uh, the copy? Did you write it? Did you hire a copywriter? So I hired you. <laughs> no, actually, I, uh, I, opened up Canva, honestly, and I wrote most, I I laid out the page um, and I wrote most of the copy um, myself and mocked up what the homepage wanted to be. And then that's when I connected through you, through Shopify experts to actually help build the site. So um, yeah, so I mean, it was, a lot of it was 
text that I had already written for my product packaging or text that I had written for other sales pages. Um, and it was just easy to plug and play with the images that I had and, and the text that I had. So. Yeah. And then we just took a, I, I mocked it up and did a, a high level mock-up in Photoshop. Yeah. So we could quickly go through revisions, did the back and forth, which is where it's nice to have someone that you have, like you're a good fit with. So you can go um, back and forth very quickly like that and understand each other. And then, um, then we took your existing theme and just and modified it. So that's where it's yep. nice to have access to a, you want, you want a good Shopify proficient designer and developer to do this stuff. Um, it just makes your life easier and faster. So it's worked very yes, well. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've, we've revised it over time and added some things like that Yapo yep. carousel. Um, but yeah, like kind of breaking it down, it leads with the positioning statement and the, the pain or problem, which is wear high, their value proposition rather, wear high heels four times longer without pain is the very first thing on that site. And then it start, you know, it goes into um, describing it briefly, the video, kind of the science behind it, social proof, um, like a list of benefits, where it's been seen, uh, what it works with, these, very, these nice icons. And then it finally, at the bottom, last thing on the page, you have the single call to action, which is you got to buy the, the insoles. <laughs> and we did, you know, two things clever. A, here, you know, pick your size, and it's not a drop down. You see it at a glance. And then uh, we, to increase average order value, because it's an inexpensive product, one is $29 and it fits one pair of shoes. I doubt very many women have a single pair of high heels. They probably have several right. for different outfits. Um, so you offer, at a discount, you do uh, bundle pricing, where you bundle and yes. save. So then people pick that. And that's increased the average order value, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so my average order value uh, hovers between $44 and $45. So Can, to... To drive home the point of how great a long-form sales page can works, you know, because I think people, uh, uh, like, especially if they're newer, will tend to push back against this stuff. Can we share the conversion rate on this thing? Because it's bonkers. Sure. Go for it. <laughs> it's five and a half percent is what this site converts at, which is just like mind blowing. Um, like the most optimized site will usually convert around three percent. This thing's consistently over five. I just, oh, I it's love awesome. it. <laughs> It's awesome. It's cool. I know, and it's so funny because I oftentimes, you know, people who um, aren't necessarily e-commerce experts, but they're like, you know, you have too much red on the site, or you, it's too long, or you should put this on there. I'm like, no, I really don't want to mess with it right now. <laughs> it's working pretty well. I know. Every time we talk about it, it's like, oh, should we try this? And you go, well, we could, but it's converting at 5.5%, so don't rock the boat. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because like I'll have ideas for it too, and then I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Don't just leave it alone. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Uh huh. So then, yeah. um, okay. So you've got the the site up. You've got uh, we've got this high converting site. You've got only you start messing with Facebook ads. Is that where most of the traffic comes from? Is Facebook most, ads? Most of it is from yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And yep. are you run a, is it like organic Instagram posts or you posting on Instagram or ads on Instagram? It's ads. It's all ads. Okay. And I think like as soon as you're in, I've noticed this, anything that's like, there's certain niches that just do really well on Instagram, even if they're not like anything very visual works well, but typically like they almost always fashion and apparel works well. Um, I've seen a couple skincare lines do well on Instagram. And then even if it's visual, it, like, but... You know, even outside of that works, um, 
like watch brands tend to work well. And then I've got a guy who sells gun parts and like there's a huge gun community on Instagram. So if you're, (laughs) yeah, is that weird? They'd love posing and like taking these, these very, well, that makes sense. These very tactical photos. I think that's what's going on. Um, But no, I think if you've got, if it's a visual thing or your audience is there and it's like fashion and apparel related, I think, uh, I think it's, it's wise to be on Instagram. But okay. um, So you've, Aside from HSN, like you've also been in O Magazine, uh, USA Today, The View. How do you get how do you get those features? How does that happen? So um, The View and HSN and Good or excuse me, The View, Oprah Magazine, and Good Morning America all happened because I was invited back to Story, the store where I was originally um, invited to or selected to pitch to Mindy Grossman, I was invited back as a Pitch Night alum uh, to one event to help kind of share my story and what has happened post-Pitch Night. And um, uh, Adam Glassman, who happens to be the creative director for O Magazine, (laughs) was there the night that I went there. So I had the, again, extreme privilege of meeting him. Um, And so he got my insoles into the magazine, which then led to the view because the view your deal, um, day that they were, uh, featuring it featured six products from the, uh, from Oprah magazine. So Adam, um, worked actually with Tori Johnson's team to select which products and they ended up selecting mine. So that's how I got on there. Um, and then same thing with, with good morning America as well. So, I mean, it, it honestly, I have been, truly blessed with some outstanding, outstanding coverage, but, um, don't sell Harrow short, the help a reporter out. I oh, I love help. That's where yes. I, when I was early on, I needed to build authority because no one had ever heard of me. Yes. Um, and that, that was how I did it was help a reporter out. So that's how I got into USA Today. And that's how I got into real simple as well. I just marked that. So uh, to tell people what Help a Reporter Out is, it's mm-hmm. yeah, Help a Reporter Out or HARO is what they shorten it to. You could sign up as a, a journalist or a source, and then you in your inbox you get you pick which feeds you want, and you'll get every day, uh, two or three times a day. I forgot what what it was. You get three, a, I think. Yeah, I think it's like morning, afternoon, evening edition. Yep. You get hey, here's like here's the ten pitches or ten requests from journalists, and it could be people, you know, it could be TV journalists news, blogs, whatever, um, in this list. And then if you see one that, that strikes your fancy, you respond to it. Um, and I think the magic there is in having a good pitch. What, uh, do you have any advice for, for how to pitch people on Haro? That's a good, good question. Um, so I have heard that you need to, oftentimes they'll put in, um, uh, kind of what their story angle is. And so you really, it can't just be like a blanket email, like a blanket response. You really need to put in the time and the thought to say how this product, your product would fit specifically in with their um, article. So mine actually, so mine is just a, you know, it's an insult for high heels, but the how I got picked up in USA Today was it was six items that every road warrior, female road warrior needs to have. And so I talked about business travel and how sometimes business women have to run from, you know, a business meeting to the airport to catch their flight and how my insoles would help that woman get through the day, give a presentation, get on her flight without screaming in pain. And so it got picked up. So it wasn't just, hey, I have high heels, you know, or I have insoles for high heels. It was very kind of targeted to their um, article. So the the trick there is to always be looking at, you know, what's the is to spin it so it has value for 
their audience and value for the journalist's story, you know, that yep. maybe they've, they've decided to do or they have been assigned to do. Why make their life hard? You don't make them think. They get so many responses, they're just going to delete any that doesn't fit. And I would even go so far as, you know, put in, like, do your response up top and then do kind of have like a... Um, not like a press release, but like the, all the benefits of your product and, and, and attach a photo, a high res photo. So literally they don't even have to get back to you if they don't want to, <laughs> you know, you've given them everything they need up front. Have, a, have you ever thought about putting together, I do this on my, my personal site. Have you ever thought about putting together a press page where it's just like, it's a link that you can give them and you can up that way you can easily update it. That's like, all right, here's, here's a short blurb. Here's a long blurb. Here's photos. Here's contact info. Just like everything on a website that they can just grab from their phone. That's a good idea. I've, I, eh, I've seen a few people do media kits, but it's usually like a zip file or a PDF. And I'm like, what? Just put it on the website like that. Right. I mean, you could check out mine is curtelster.com slash press just for when people ask for quotes or a guest as a podcast or the occasional public speaking gig. But it's like every, as a podcast host, I, I made the page with, okay, here's everything I would want to interview someone, and now I don't have to go prospect for podcasts. People, when they see it, they're like, oh, this is too easy. Let's just book this guy. <laughs> That's right? awesome. Exactly. Exactly. So everything, you know, stack, stack the cards in your favor. Um, yeah. But no, that's great advice on, on Haro. Um, man, this is a tremendous business. Am I, what am I missing? Um, well, okay. So looking back on it, because you've been doing this several years now, and it's been, mm-hmm. been quite the wild ride filled with <laughs> lots of stacking the bricks and uh, finding opportunities. Um, and a bit like in terms of networking, it sounds like a lot of it is, is like pulling a thread on a sweater where the hardest part is getting that first contact. But then once you have it, like just continuing continuing that water wheel or like flywheel mechanism of just going back to it and, and staying in touch with people. And it opens up new opportunities. Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes this is so funny. So oftentimes when you go to like conferences or have to submit an application, people, the, I guess the latest thing is people asking you what your superpower is. I don't know if you've read, like people often are like, what's your superpower? I'm like, you know what my superpower is? Googling and admitting that I have no idea what I'm doing. So, you know, honestly, this entire business was built on me uh, picking up the phone and asking a question. Googling when I didn't know what I was doing and, you know, having, I guess, the courage to say, look, I really don't know what I'm doing. I would love for someone to help me. And I guess the other thing is, um, as well as being open to totally complete random opportunities. So the way I felt I got in touch with Rachel at Story, which led to HSM, which led to Oprah, which led to The View, I mean, just tremendous opportunities, was my brother-in-law went to a conference and heard Rachel speak. And it was just literally one night over beers. He's like, this really cool woman, Rachel, you, you know, you should check her out. So I checked her out, signed up for her email. Sure enough, the next week an email came through you know, asking, you know, promoting pitch night. And, you know, so it's just all of these random things, I, I guess would just be open to, you know, following whatever little path may seem insignificant, because it could lead to something pretty significant. Right. Well, there's if that always, makes sense. No, it absolutely does. I mean, there's the, the classic Woody Allen quote is 80% of success is showing up or 80% of life is showing up. But I think it, it gets misattributed success. Um, but it's true. Like you, you did not know at all what the outcome of going to those events would be, of what showing up and doing your pitch would be, or what even going on HSN would be. But because you were willing to go, well, you know, let let me get out of my own way and find out. Yeah. And oh, when and you did, so it worked true. tremendously well. So I would say 
the bigger journey that I've been on. So I've been on a pretty um, successful journey with my product and the e-commerce store, but I would say the bigger journey has been my personal journey and forcing myself, like literally throwing myself outside of my comfort zone. Just, just because you kind of have to, if you want to, if you want to move the needle on, on your business. <laughs> no, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I think I learned early on was if, if you're not regularly doing things that make you at least a little uncomfortable, then you're not, you're not trying, you're not pushing yourself. Yeah. I would you know, totally agree. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a, sometimes a little stress can be good. You stress, right. I believe that's called. Um, okay. So do you, uh, any closing thoughts, any, uh, uh, well, yeah. Any, any closing thoughts at all? Yeah, I guess I would just encourage anyone who, um, hasn't necessarily started their store yet or has an idea for a product or an idea for a store, give it a shot. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't go anywhere, but at least you've learned something probably about business. You've learned something about yourself and you can take what you've learned in that quote unquote failure, even though I wouldn't consider it a failure and apply it to the next opportunity or the next store you want to launch. So I think people get um, handcuffed by fear. Um, and I know I was for a long time, but I would just encourage anyone just to take the next step. It doesn't need to be all in. You know, I didn't quit my full-time job. I started this business with seven. I asked my husband for $7,500 and he wouldn't give me the cash. He said I could open up a credit card, <laughs> but I'd have to pay it off within three months. And so, um, you know, that, that is a lot of money, um, you know, but, but I don't think you need to start with that much to, to start a store and, and see where it takes you. So. Yeah, no, I think they're like the, uh, people often ask like, Oh, where do I get funding? How do I get funding? Uh, on a credit card? <laughs> like right, everyone has, exactly. we're, we're <laughs> Americans. We all have access to a, a tremendous line of, of funding. Credit. And if uh -huh. you're really lucky, it, it might be around like 13% APR, but that's, well, you know, and it's okay. You, I mean, I get, I get solicited in the mail all the time, 18 months, 0% financing. I'm like, awesome. I could start a business with zero cash and not to pay it off for 18 months. So yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hate to say incur debt, but a credit card is, I mean, it's that's a tool. I, yeah. I mean, that's how I purchase inventory. That's how I set up my site, pay for my site. That's how I paid for my Facebook ads. Um, so Yeah. I mean, we pay, I do all of our contractors and everything. I pay on a credit card, pay it off at the end of the month, um, and then uh, just collect the rewards Wait. points. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. What, um, uh, what's next for Vivian Liu? Um, we are going to be launching our couture version of our insole, uh, hopefully in June. So we've, um, I've been talking about this couture insole, I feel like forever, but in June, um, we will be getting inventory and we'll be launching it on our website. So, so extremely excited about that. Um, and then we also have a couple of other, other products in the works as well. Ooh, so very exciting. Yes. One is actually a, uh, product for flats. So we may be extending beyond high heels and looking to expand into flats. But yeah, a couple of um, really cool products on underway as well. Very so, cool. And yeah. do you, uh, if someone, someone not me wanted to try your product. Yes. I would love for anyone to try my product and I am, uh, would love to offer a 20% discount with coupon code unofficial um, for the podcast. So Use code unofficial for 20% off. Um, good through the end of July 2017. 
I am including that in the show notes right now. There we go. I've added that. I include the link. Uh, so we're including the link to Vivian Liu. I'm including the link to Help a Reporter Out. Is there anything else? Uh, any other resources I should link to or no? Um, I may have some later, but not off the top of my head. All right. People will just have to check the show notes and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I think that, that that's fantastic. Um, any closing thoughts or we want to wrap it up there? Um, it, this is phenomenal. Yeah, I think that's good. I think we're good. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. This has been fun. And that's it for us today at the unofficial Shopify podcast. But I want to hear your thoughts on this episode. So please join our Facebook group. It's the unofficial Shopify podcast insiders. Just search it on your phone. I know you check it 40 times a day and come talk to us. Or if you want to keep it private, that's fine too. Sign up for my newsletter, KurtElster.com. If you send me a thoughtful email, I will send you a thoughtful reply. And either way, you'll be notified whenever a new episode goes live. And of course, if you'd like to work with me on your next project, you can apply at ethcycle.com. And as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.